Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You tune into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Thanks for tuning in to I Work For Him today. As you're listening to us live in Tampa Bay on AM 570 and 910, you may be listening to us on Red Nation Rising, iTunes, iHeartRadio. However you're hearing the show today, just know that we've prayed before the show. We prayed that the message of this show would touch your heart, that it would cause you to dig deeper into connecting what you learned yesterday in church with what you're doing today in your nine to five. You know, every day we're trying to work harder at helping each one of us to connect that. But for those, for years, those of us in the workplaces have rejoiced and celebrated the phrase, thank God it's Friday or TGIF. I mean, there's songs about it. <clears throat> I've lived this myself for years, but what if we looked at it from God's perspective? What's more important to God? Would he be saying the same thing or would God be saying TGIM? Thank God it's Monday. If our workplace is our mission field, then TGIM, thank God it's Monday, is more appropriate than dreading every day of the work week and singing the praises of Friday. Join us today as we start a six-week Monday series on the story behind work life that gives you and I the tools we need to, instead of celebrating Friday, to celebrate Monday, to start a Monday revolution. And today we celebrate No Moan Monday. Welcome to I Work For Him, Doug Spade, author and founder of Work Life. Welcome to I Work For Him. Hey, thank you, Jim. It's you know, uh, nice to be with you. Yeah, it nice is, to be it, with you and all the listeners. It's exciting to have you on here, Doug, as we have worked months getting ready for this series uh, of No Moan Mondays, of getting people to make that Monday switch. And I think really, let's just, let's just jump right into it. How did the Lord lay on your heart to, whole, to start this whole work-life ministry, this Monday switch? Where did that all come from? Where, how did that all get started? Yeah, Jim, well... I wish I could tell you that it was all pretty, but it really wasn't. It was really from my own pain and my own suffering and trying to trying to figure out, like, what what is this? I love the Lord. I want to serve the Lord, but why is it that I feel like this? Why is it that I just end up dragging through, and especially on Mondays? And uh, so I started trying to figure that out, and, uh, you know, through a lot of pain uh, many, many years ago, I, I ended up losing my family for a year and a half, you know, as God took me uh, into a space where I could really, really listen to Him and stuff. And so uh, out of that pain, God healed my family, but uh, work life was birthed because I, 
I just saw so many people, all of my friends, all of the church, everything that just, it was all about Sunday. But when Monday came around, uh, we were all searching for what's God's purpose here. Well, and I know it's, I mean, it's so true. I mean, I lived the first 20 years of my work life going, I don't get it. Why is there such a big disconnect between what I do during my work week and what I do on outside of my work week, my nights, my weekends, where I was doing ministry. And I'm thinking it doesn't, it doesn't make sense yet. The guys that were mentoring me kept saying, no, business is business. Ministry is ministry. And yet just as it was, you know, you said you lost your family for a year and a half and it's because work can be addicting and work can be well, it does. It sucks you in. But this yeah. is all about a, a Monday revolution. It's about eliminating that moan to, to get it to a point yeah. where we have a no moan Monday. Where did, where, how did the Lord lay that on your heart to say, hey, we're going to create a Monday revolution? Yeah. Well, first of all, the, you know, the whole, the whole moaning on Monday, I think all of us, uh, us kind of know what that feels like. Somebody sent me something yesterday uh, Jim, I thought I'd, I'd repeat it. It was just, I just thought it was so funny. But they sent me the definition of what's called Smunday, which is S-M-O-N-D-A, Smunday, okay? And I thought, what the heck is that? And so, and then I looked at the definition, and here's what it is, ready? The moment when Sunday stops feeling like Sunday and the anxiety of Monday kicks in. <laughs> what, time of that, what time of day is that for you? You know what? That's an interesting thing. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. You know, it's not just Monday. I know for me, and I think a lot of people I've talked to, Jim, it actually starts on Sunday. I mean, I don't know. Were you like that too, Jim? Were you? Oh kinda, my gosh! I, I, you know, I couldn't even enjoy the football game on Sunday because I would just start thinking about Monday. So probably half of my Sunday was already in the moan zone, what I call it. Okay, and so. Right, well, uh, well, there's anyway, some clarifications. Where, uh, okay, I couldn't enjoy the Sunday football game because I grew up in Minnesota. So okay. I had the Vikings, and so that was painful. And since you're from Atlanta, yeah. I'm still bitter about that yeah. Atlanta Falcons-Vikings championship in you know 99 when you guys won. When we missed the first field goal, we'd missed all year long. So I'm a little bitter about that. But it wasn't yeah. – I could enjoy the football or I could enjoy the NASCAR, which is what I switched to after I gave up on football. But it was by – you know, right after dinner on Sunday, I'm like, ah. Yeah. Oh, I hate Sunday nights because, uh, you know, it, it's – and I still have to fight that today, even though I, I talk about uh, our workplace, faith and work every day. I still have to yeah. – it, it's – I disconnect really, really well on Saturday and Sunday, but I don't disconnect really well after work on Monday. It's – you know, we're always in go mode. And so I, I – yeah. Sundays, for some reason, I'm successful. But it's to me, it's it's Sunday after dinner. I get I get like, oh, boy, I got to – I got to – fix my attitude yeah yeah and so we're we're the whole we're the whole kind of moan meter you know and it, it kind of came from where we measure we measure our disposition you know kind of like well, what what are we thinking what are we feeling about this and so that uh that whole thing came from uh from the term as we were writing uh sort of the monday switch that we'll talk about where mondays actually turn into moan days right moan days right so and what um, do you mean by that like, i mean you guys actually did a study on this yeah, we did. We've uh, we've got just thousands and thousands of uh, data points on what what actually causes people to actually switch God off on Monday. And it's uh, you know there's a lot of very practical things about it, but there's also 
you know, different beliefs and different things like that. You know, I'll, I'll give you one here. We'll be going uh, in our Mondays. We'll be uh, kind of going over some of these, but... Uh, well, let me let me just stop. The, let me just stop for what I was actually talking about was the moaning part, because you actually studied the fact that on Mondays people moan. They actually groan and moan when they go to work on Monday. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. That's the uh, yeah. There's um, I don't know how they ever I don't know how they research this, but you know, most people spend kind of I think like at least ten minutes or more moaning on Monday. Uh, they all, here's a couple other facts that are kind of uh, very interesting about Monday is that uh, worker productivity rates are, in America are, are somewhere less than 30% on Mondays, if you can believe that. Okay? That's terrible. Now, listen to this. Now, it gets very, it gets very serious. Now, mu- suicide rates are the highest on Mondays across the world, okay? And also, heart attack rates increase by 20% on Mondays across the world. So, Mondays are this very pivotal transitional day. We all know what it feels like to have a bad Monday, and then sometimes you don't even recover till Thursday, you know. But uh, Mondays are a very, very important time to sort of not just fall into the week, but to accelerate into the week. And I heard your open there, Jim, where you said that, you know, something we've coined is, hey, we're, we're trying to turn the TGIF mentality on its head. To where we get up on Monday as followers of Christ and say, you know, thank God it's Monday. Lord, you've you've positioned me here. You've given me health. You're you're. Uh, what is it that you've called me to do? And just have this, this, just declare it. You know, that's one of the exercises in our thing is just on your way to work. I'm talking verbally. Let it out of your mouth. Just declare, thank God it's Monday, and just do that five times uh, out loud uh, as you're going to work. When you've done all, you've created a whole website about the Monday Revolution. Talk really quickly about MondaySwitch.com. Yeah, uh, you can actually find it from WorkLife.org, and you can find the, the whole Monday Switch campaign from there. But uh, because of some of the things I told you, my own struggles, and also watching just thousands and thousands of uh, of, of people struggle with this, we did the research, like what you just mentioned, and then. Uh, people don't need just more knowledge, right? We need to actually try to practice it. So we created this, what we call a, a Monday switch experience. And I say experience because you don't just kind of learn new things, although you'll definitely learn new biblical truths and different things like that. But we made it very, very simple to where you can actually go practice things. Like we have this thing called and we'll, the... We'll talk more about... The Monday Switch, where you can find out more about it online at worklife.org as we start a six-week Monday series with Doug Spada from WorkLife. We're talking about the Monday Switch. You can check all this out online at worklife.org, worklife.org. This is for all of you as you've been listening to the show for years now and you're thinking, Jim, what about for me? I'm not a leader in my company. I'm not, I'm not a big person of influence. What's there out there for me? About six months, Doug Spade and I really started having conversations. This is for all of you that are in the weeds, everybody that's in the middle of an organization, everybody's at the bottom of the organization, everybody's at the top of an organization, it's everybody who's out there working. Worklife.org is the place for you and look up the Monday Switch material. This is all about helping you and me. Instead of celebrating Friday afternoon at 4 o'clock, celebrating Monday morning at 8 
Doug Spada, welcome back to I Work For Him. Hey, thank you, Jim. You know, it's just talk to me. Is it really possible to switch from celebrating Friday to celebrating Monday? Is it even, come on, is it really possible? Yeah, I, it is. It is. Uh, I, although it takes work. I mean, just like you said, uh, you know, even you and I, I mean, I, I teach it. I try to help people, but I I go through the same thing. I mean, I think it's just part of the uh, the frailty of our humanity. But uh, I think purpose and mission and understanding why God created work, some of those things, Jim, can actually, uh, as we said, sort of create a revolution, an upheaval in the way that you actually look at your Mondays and the way that you look at your work. And then, uh, and then you know, th- then you can get up, you can even come into that Sunday like we were talking about thinking, you know what, I'm looking forward to what God's going to do tomorrow. I look forward to kind of, you know, the, the divine appointments, the assignments that he's going to actually uh, uh, give me on, on Monday. So, yeah, I think some of those things can actually uh, help. So to answer your question, yes, it is possible. I want to start driving people to your website so they can look up the information. So they go to worklife.org, then they're mm-hmm. looking for the Monday switch kit, right? Isn't that what they're looking for next? Yeah, you'll see a banner. We put the uh, I Work For Him kind of uh, logo right there, so they can click on that, um, and then they can go into it, and you'll be able to actually see. It's, it's actually a six-Monday a six experience, so it's, it's not overwhelming. It's not like a six-month Bible study. Uh, what we like to tell people, Jim, is this. Just can you give God just six Mondays? That's our little kind of challenge, right? It's almost, this is almost like we're issuing a Monday challenge to working believers to just give God six Mondays, right? So this switch kit that you mentioned actually takes you through an experience. There's little video snippets. It gives you assignments. They're very short. There's only like 10 minutes of reading, so you don't have to it's not going to overwhelm you and everything. But we, we, we have seen people after they get two or three weeks into this go, wow, Jim, I'm not even thinking about work the same again, and I'm experiencing Mondays differently. So it's, it's a lot of fun. There's different uh, there's text alerts. There's quizzes. There's just different little things that keep you on your toes and uh, keep you thinking. And, 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 again, we don't really care about people having more knowledge. We want them to actually experience God differently. Well, and I think that's really, you know, when I first read your, I, I read a book of yours a, several years ago, the, the Monday Morning Atheist. When I read that, I thought, man, that's the life that I lived. And then you came up with this switch kit, which really mm-hmm. guides people into starting to make that transition from celebrating Friday to celebrating Monday. Because we talk about an I work for him all the time, and as you talk at work life, <clears throat> that we're that we our workplace is our mission field. It's the place That's where right. we go to interact with people who are lost, who don't know Jesus, who don't know the hope that Jesus brings. And we're, we've got the hope because we know Jesus, and we need to bring that hope with us. And yet so many of mm-hmm. us have such a skewed perspective on work, we don't even know how to do it because we're we're frustrated. We think work should be something different than it is. So how is getting a hold of the Monday Switch Kit, how is that going to impact my life? Well, again, like I said, um, uh, piece by piece, Monday by Monday, right? We think it can happen in short as six Mondays, right? Develop a new behaviors, new habits, new thinking. So, uh, and we, we think the reason why we pick on Monday, Jim, for, for a decade or more, we try to get people just to swallow the whole elephant, right? You know how that is, right? It's kind of like, 
this is overwhelming, man. Work is so, you know, whatever. And it's, so we, we decided, we thought, you know what, this is, uh, what day could we help people the most that actually would accelerate them through the rest of the week? Well, you know, that's Monday, obviously. I don't care if you and I are in front of an audience of people that don't know Jesus or people that do know Jesus. If I ask people, what is your least favorite day of the week? Now, you know what they're going to say. Everybody starts kind of raising their hand and, oh, Monday stinks and all this. I and mean, it's just, so we're using the visceral and sometimes the visceral hate of Monday, the discouragement of Monday, to help people pay attention. Why is that? What's going on? It's not just because you're boss. It's not just because of your work, because, you know, there's, it's, it's about our disposition, our understanding of work. And I, I want to say one more thing about um, what you mentioned. That So, yes, yeah, some of the research we did in Monday Morning Atheist years ago, uh, that was a book that we published, has a pretty racy title, as you can, you know, you hear Monday Morning Atheist, most believers are like, hey, I'm not an atheist, but listen to the definition of a Monday Morning Atheist. A Monday Morning Atheist is someone who loves God, but yet works like he does not exist. That sounds like you and I, Jim, doesn't it sometimes, right? Oh my and, gosh, and, yes. I mean, we want to serve God, but for crying out loud, some reason we just we end up working like he's not even a part of our life. We may as well be Monday morning atheists. It's, all, it's a form of practical atheism, even though we, we don't have that belief system. It's just that we end up behaving like that. So we're trying to stop the behavior of us having this Sunday experience, being sometimes good Sunday Christians, but then we move into Monday and we become... Monday morning atheist. That's why I think you asked me a comment one time, like, uh, or I made a comment about, you know, what if God actually cares more about Monday than he does Sunday? Now, right. I've got to be careful there. Some people are going to throw rocks at me, right? But here's, here's what I yeah, mean. We're on a radio. Right? They can't find you right now, so it's okay. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> and that's no disrespect. I mean, we know and we, we, we're supposed to gather together, and there's, you know, as believers, and, and there's great benefit in that. But where do we spend most of our time, right? We spend most of our time at work, right? Where do we interact with most of the unchurched world, the lost world? It's at work. Where do we right. struggle with most of the application of our faith? At work. And God is a God of people. So we the people, we are the church, and he's deploying us into culture. So that's why I make that statement, man. You know, wow. God, I mean, somewhere in God's economy, he has to care about Mondays, you know, obviously the whole work week, but where we go and interact with people, sometimes more than the hour and a half that we spend in church. We're talking today with Doug Spada from Work Life about the Monday switch. We're talking about how do we switch our mindset from thank God it's Friday to thank God it's Monday. How do we take what you've been learning here on I Work For Him for the last four and a half years to applying it to our work life? Doug Spade has put together the Monday Switch Kit, and you can get a, you can get a hold of one on worklife.org, worklife.org. Doug, as I look at you've got this six-week step thing where it involves text messages on Mondays, and it involves a book and some videos. You know, how 
What's kind of what's the response you get from people when they start going through this? What what are what's some of the feedback you get from people as they start the Monday switch? You know, I had uh, I had some uh, some leaders and some workers actually uh, write in one time. Uh, I think this was from some people in Florida. Um, first of all, people at churches use this. Companies, you can just you can grab a a couple Monday switch kits and actually grab a coworker. So it's very portable. It does not require any training. You don't have to have leader training, nothing like that. It's meant so that you and a friend or you and a group or an entire group or a company. We have different people, that, you know, companies that actually, um, because it doesn't beat you over the head uh, with Scripture, it lets you experience God's truth, okay? So it's a lot of fun. You'll get to see that when you go to worklife.org. Uh, you know, for example, this Monday moan meter, there's literally a, mo- a meter that you actually measure your moan time. You, you actually circle your moan time like, hey, what, what's, you know, so every week you actually stay accountable to kind of, that. This, just a lot of fun, quirky things like that. So what I was going to say to you, Jim, though, is that um, some of the comments that come back are, are like, hey, this seems so simple. But then I started finding myself thinking differently after a few weeks. And so, it's uh, again. We're not. It's not rocket science. It's about changing people's heart thinking and then giving them practical tools to actually go practice it. Uh, well, and it's really. It. It's really all about the paradigm shift that Paul talks about to the Romans in Romans twelve two, where it says, "Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person." By changing the way you think. That's what this is really all about. It's that paradigm shift that's that takes us from acting like the rest of the world that they absolutely hate going to work on Monday and becoming more like our Heavenly Father and celebrating the fact that we've been equipped on Sunday to go take on the world on Monday. Isn't that yeah, really what this yeah. is all about? Yeah. Well, and I, I'd say one thing, uh, Jim. You know, uh, it is about paradigm shift, but... Let me say this about kind of human behavior change, so to speak, okay? And I think all of us can relate to this. So, um, for example, we can think all we want, that, and, and we can know, we can already have the paradigm shift that working out is good for us and good for our bodies, right? It's a great idea. But it's not, but, but, but it's not until you actually go to the gym and actually do something, right, or go walk or run or... It's not until you start practicing that you actually see the benefit. So sometimes, uh, you know, and, and it is true that sometimes our, our belief systems drive behaviors, right? So it is, it's a combination, but I only say that to say that we've got we've to actually start practicing, and that's what we have worked with experts on in designing this Monday Switch Kit, uh, this experience to actually help people experience God and practice something different over the next six Mondays. You don't have to do it just on Mondays, by the way. You can, you can congregate with people on Wednesday. We just pick on Monday as far as those behavior changes and the thinking and different things like that. So, All right, Doug, let's jump back into this because there's so much more I want to care about but, sure. or want to talk about today. But let's you talk about that that God may care more about Monday than Sunday but really I wanted to talk about the fact that most of us have lived our lives just surviving Monday and mm-hmm. instead you believe and I believe alongside of you that we should be thriving on Monday not surviving but thriving how do we do that mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you know, um, Jim, one of the really, really important things to, that, that is the underpinning of changing this whole equation is understanding kind of what I call the biblical secrets of work, okay? I say secrets because not many people know them, you know, unfortunately, right? Even though they're right in the Bible, they're right there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give the listeners one that I think is just very, very um, critical. Now, here, here's what it is. So God, God created us, right? So we're created in God's image, right? Sure. And God yep. himself is a worker, right? He sure. created and, and how do you know that? everything. Okay, because he and, created and, creation. That's why you say he's a worker. That's right. He's a worker. Okay. And so, uh, and, and here's, here's a statement, too. Work is actually a spiritual act of worship, Okay of worship, right? God created us to worship Him, correct? And so, um, and He created us in His image, it says in the Bible. And and here's another thing, that God actually created work before the fall, before sin, okay? So so sin, most, most Christians believe, I mean, just from our research, and I'm not, you know, you may have a different opinion, but this is kind of, most Christians believe that somehow when Adam and Eve sinned, that God got mad and he basically cursed them with work. Right. I mean, I grew up thinking that. I, mean, I yeah. literally grew up thinking that work was a result of the curse. I, I did, right. and I went to church all the time. That's just a, that's just a biblical <clears throat> misunderstanding of the creation order and... And the whole, and that, and that's why that lie right there, that that misunderstanding that gets perpetuated, Jim, causes our listeners and all of us to actually go through life thinking that somehow we just got to put up with this until we get to a better place, or even worse, something that I fell into. Somehow, if we could just go do something spiritual, you know, like ministry, or go work at the church, or go on a mission, somehow that is more spiritually significant than the very work that our listeners are doing right now or they're going to. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. So so, so work was created before the fall. God, you know, it says in, in Genesis 2.15 that, that Adam was tending or working the garden, okay? Now here's what's going to blow people's minds. That word work, in Genesis, that God chose the word to use there is is the word is the is the Hebrew word called avodah a v o d a h avodah. Okay, it's also the same word in a good chunk of the Old Testament that God uses to describe worship. So, see, our work is actually worship unto God. Okay, and so the way that we work is actually, you know, is actually something that we actually worship God with, and actually, uh, and, and, you know, and it makes sense now that you hear about that. It's not meant to actually curse us, right? Even though work itself, some people would say, well, why is work hard then? Well, it is hard, but it doesn't mean that the actual, you know, the, the essence of work is is bad or is cursed, all right? So work itself that's a big fundamental shift that work is actually a spiritual act. It's a spiritual act of worship to God. Uh, all right, we got to step back in that a little bit because people right now are going, what? 
What? You're full of garbage, Doug Spada. No way. Because <laughs> as we're talking today with Doug Spada from worklife.org, go out there right now, get a copy of the Monday Switch Kit. We've got one to give away today. I haven't seen a note from Ace yet, so I'm guessing nobody's called in just yet because you're so entranced by the conversation. We're giving one away free. The rest of you get to go to Work Life and, and purchase a copy, 877-943-9673. When you say that work is worship, that seems really easy. It flows nicely off our uh, off our lips. But, man, I, you know, worship, I think of, I've been taught recently that my worship is when I'm singing on Sunday. But you're mm-hmm. saying that how we work is worship. How? Draw me a picture of that. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, I'm saying that based upon kind of the uh, from understanding uh, from scripture. So, but you know, I'm not saying that it feels like that all the time. But you know what? We don't worship God just when we feel like it, right? Um, just like worshiping the song or what you were just describing at church is not just about feeling. It's it's an actual submission and reverence to God. And so uh, work is the same thing. And so, but I, but I do understand that there's that big disconnect, like, man, I, this thing, this place I work is, you know what, I, I don't like it or, or, or something like that. But the, but like I said, the biblical word avodah for the, for before sin entered the, entered the world, uh, Adam in the garden, avodah, same as work, work and worship. So, uh, and so you really, <clears throat> yeah, Here, here's another thing, too. This may help a little bit. Think about the life of Jesus. Jesus, G, G, where did, what did Jesus do for the first 30 years of his life, Jim? He was a carpenter. He was a carpenter. So he worked, okay? He worked in that, that carpenter shop. He was building whatever they built in Jerusalem back in the day. He was probably taking orders. He was measuring things. He was cleaning things up. It sounds real familiar, right? Everybody listening, sure. man, this is kind of, this is just work. Now, let me ask you this. Why in the world would our Heavenly Father have His Son Jesus work? It seems like He would be out practicing miracles, right? <laughs> or, or practicing preaching, or, but He was working. He was working. Uh, for those first 30 years, and then, you know, and at the right time, and it says in the Bible, do you remember where it says that uh, that uh, that he grew in stature and wisdom and everything? So God used his work to actually grow his, his son and stuff, so it's a, a very interesting thing. Sometimes off a you know, little, little quirky side note, but I often think about Jesus, you know, you know, did he ever hit his, did he ever hit his finger, man, with the hammer? <laughs> I'm sure he did. You know? <laughs> you know, and uh, but yeah, what All came right. out of his mouth obviously wasn't sin. So I don't know. It's just a strange thing well, to think about. But I, I think the the whole idea behind us looking at our work life as worship it, it really helps us to see the relevancy of our faith to mm-hmm. all of our lives. I mean, I think that's really what a lot of people are struggling with with Christianity today. Is they're saying, well, it's just another religion, but no. It's not just another religion. It's based on a guy who did what he said he was going to do, including dying and raising from the dead, which nobody else did, and it paid the price for our sins. There's nothing we can do to earn it or deserve it, but it also shifts the paradigm and helps us understand that our faith is relevant to everything that we do. Yet most of us have lived that disconnected life where 
our faith hasn't been connected to our work. And going through this Monday switch brought to you by Work Life is going to help you see the relevancy of God to an entire week of work. Doug, when you started living this way, when you started applying this to what you were doing, how did it mm-hmm. shift your, how did it help you? How did it help you in your work? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Well, I, there's a couple of things, you know, it's kind of like, hey, what's in it for me, really, right? So that's, uh, um, I, it started to shift the atmosphere of my work, right? So, so a lot of times, uh, and that gets down to purpose. Why, why am I doing this, right? What is this about? It's not just for a paycheck. This is actually, you know, like I said, this is actually a mission from God. This is a worshiping, and this is a, he's put me here for a purpose uh, that it does not change or go up or down based upon, you know, the paycheck. So um, also, I was able to connect a lot more with God's sort of redemptive story through work, right? So because that's the way he put me in contact with people. He helped me rub shoulders with people. My my wife is a, is a nurse at Children's Hospital. She she goes places and speaks an indigenous language that you and I can't do. And so, <laughs> that's uh, for sure. Yeah, and so just fulfillment and purpose, even though Mondays are tough and work is tough uh, a lot of times, and, and I'm not perfect at it, even though I'm, you know, trying to help others and stuff, but it's, uh, it kind of just it changed the, like I said, the atmosphere and the reason why, and uh, just kind of, you know, give you more of a, uh, a, bounce, uh, a bounce in your step, man, on Monday. Well, when you look at doing this, uh, of taking on the Monday revolution, of doing this Monday switch, of switching from TGIF to TGIM, you mentioned in the book that in the Monday switch book, the switch, you say this opens the door up to a whole bunch of an entire week of God possibilities. What do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we uh, I mentioned before that Monday's sort of a trigger day. It's an on-ramp. It's an on-ramp to uh, to the rest of the week, right? So if we can start Mondays in the right frame of mind, um, we are much more likely to actually be open and actually create an atmosphere where God can actually move in our lives through the rest of the week. So it's like being open or shut, right? So if we or or to use the the word switch it's kind of like the switch is on you know let's say it was on sunday now it's off on monday so trying to trying to get your switch on so the power can flow you know uh is a, it's a lot easier to get through the week and or or to thrive through the week and allow god to move in your life in different ways if if you uh if your mondays are actually uh uh, successful and switched on. So that's kind of... Well, and, and it really comes to those interactions with the people that we work alongside, too. I mean, to recognize that that where we are at, where we are working is not... It, the people that we work alongside, it's not by chance that that we may be the only Jesus that people meet, and we may be their only chance to actually meet Jesus and to see that even though those people may be annoying, even though the, the work at times may be tedious... We are on an eternal, you know, a, a, a huge, we've got a huge, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? I mean, the mm. the opportunity yes, to serve right. the Lord at work 
I mean, these people's, their eternal lives are at stake. If we would just recognize yeah. Monday to be the beginning of our ministry yeah. week. We're starting a Monday revolution from here on out. Every Monday is a no-moan Monday. Instead of moaning on Monday, we're talking about thanking God that it's Monday, that he's allowing us to get out onto our mission field to touch the lives of those around us. But it takes some training. It takes some paradigm shifting. It takes some switching in our minds, and that's what the Monday Switch Kit is all about that work life brings. Doug, right before the break, sorry I had to cut you off, but you were about ready to tell us a story, and I wanted people to hear that story without being interrupted. Yeah, yeah, that's great, uh, Jim. So, you know, just like you said, you know, this is really uh, about creating this kind of no-moan Monday zone. You know, that's what I call it, right? So uh, I just was going to give the uh, the audience an example. I, I met this lady who was a manager of a Smoothie King. You know, if you have those, I don't know, in your area, but yeah, basically uh, kind of a smoothie place. And so uh, she was a follower of Christ, but had no bearing or no understanding of why God had her there at Smoothie King as a manager. She was just kind of maybe going through the, the motions, okay? And so I uh, I stopped there often to get that, and I, I noticed that, and I started having a conversation with her, and uh, and very quickly she started having this switch, right? And so we started creating this kind of no-moan Monday zone for her, in, in essence. And so sometimes it's about just practical things. And as you go through the Monday switch experience, some of this, this will come up. But so, you know, what we did for, for this, uh, for this lady is that, uh, I asked her, I said, so tell me, tell me how many people you interact with on a month, a monthly basis in here. And she said, 6,000 people come through here. That's how many people bought smoothies <laughs> during the month. 6,000 people. Wow. That's crazy. So I said, well, I told her, I said, well, man, do you realize that that God has put you here to actually have influence on all those people for at some level, right? And she's like, wow, I never thought that. So first thing we did is I said, okay, we're going to change the name just for you of what this business means. So So it was, you know, the business was Smoothie King. So I said, hey, so no longer, whenever you come in, I want you to be thinking smoothies for the king. <laughs> so that was a mindset shift right here. I'm here for the king. I'm working for the king. Second practical thing. Instead of just kind of thinking this and then going on with your day, now she prays over every smoothie and customer that comes in. So now it's a praying, it's a kingdom depot, Jim. You, you understand what I'm saying? These sure. people are coming to her. And through Smoothie King, at Smoothies for the King, she's praying over every smoothie, every person. And then we don't have time, but now people start coming back in and start telling her stories and testimonies of what God's doing in their life and stuff. So that was a whole different paradigm shift. You talk about sw- switch, right? That was a switch yeah. right there. Do you see that? I do. I, and what I love about it is that when you say those numbers, 6,000 people, most churches don't have anywhere near that number. Most pastors yeah. don't get in touch with that many non-Christ followers in a year, maybe That's in right. a lifetime. And this woman's yeah. experiencing up to 6,000 people who don't know, who potentially don't know Christ every month. That is yeah. an amazing thing. And, and getting her to shift it 
from working for Smoothie King to, which by the way, that's the, like the 18th free plug we've given for them, to Smoothies for the King, which we love that idea. This, t- this, whole, this whole thing then switches our attitude from robbing God of the work that he's given us to actually glorifying God with the work that he's given us. That's right. That's a, that's a shift. That's a, that's a switch from, from uh, you know, just work as a job to work as a spiritual act of worship to God. Talk to people how they can get a copy of the Monday Switch Kit. Well, you've said it several times. You can go to worklife.org, and uh, you'll see it right there on, on, the, on the first page right there, and you can click it. You can go through. You can look at samples. You can open up different things just to get a, get a, a feel for it. You can watch sample little videos. And then, uh, yeah, then you can order the Switch Kit. That'll come to you in a hurry. And then... Uh, or you can order a bundle for you and some friends or coworkers. I would encourage you to actually uh, maybe try to go through it with a coworker or some other friend uh, or group. Sometimes, uh, like I said, whole departments and stuff will because uh, it's a lot of fun. You find yourself right. laughing, and and you know it's it's not meant to be you know really intense. Although God will start speaking to you, and uh, it, it'll it'll be intense in the sense that. It's going to give you some hope and practical kind of how-tos to actually uh, thrive, not just survive the work week. Doug Spada with Work Life. Thanks for being on I Work For Him today. Introducing the No Moan Monday. Talk to you next Monday. Thank you. You've been listening to I Work For Him as we talk today about work life and getting getting just doing the Monday switch, turning it on for Jesus instead of turning it off on Monday. We listen to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. My workplace, it's my mission field, but ultimately, I work for him.